we love to talk about walking by faith, but actually walking by faith is super hard and super scary and, yes. and requires a lot of dependence and trust and daily laying it down. And so I think for me, you know, when you, when I look at like where I am today, you know, there's, there's part of you that could go, oh, wow, that looks scattered or it looks like, but it's like, no, I, I know that where I am is where God wants me to be. And if other people get it, that's so great. And if they don't, that's totally okay. Because I just want to go where God wants me to go. And sometimes that makes sense. And sometimes it doesn't. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host and BFF, Heather Petty, and I'm thrilled you're here. You're just in time for a delightful conversation with Christy Wright. Whether Christy is talking about God, telling stories, or serving in the business arena, Christy loves encouraging you to step into all that God has for you. Christy is also the best storyteller, so you are in for such a treat. Before we begin, be sure to tap the plus sign in the top right corner of your screen so you will always be included in the fun. Let's get to it. Life Coach BFF Show with me, your friend Heather, because we all need a BFF to take this journey called life with. This is a podcast for midlife women who want to remain sane and find joy while parenting teens. We're living with purpose and determination to get all the goody out of life because I believe God made the goody for his people, you and me. So hop aboard this train of intention, come and sit on my porch and rest or pop in your earbuds and let's take a walk together. I'm just so grateful you're here. Hi, Christy. I'm so excited to have you today. Hey, I'm so excited to be with you, Heather. It's going to be fun. Christy, you are busy, busy, busy. You're a mom <laughs> of three, a best-selling author, speaker, and business coach, which is all so inspiring. Could you share some key moments or experiences that led you to this point in your career? You know, it's so interesting because I feel like we have this idea that you know, there's a ladder to where we want to be, whether that's success or in your job, like you just climb the corporate ladder. Like we have this idea of a ladder. And I think it was Cheryl Sandberg that said in her book, Lean In years ago, most career paths are not a ladder you climb or stairs that you walk up, but a jungle gym. And you kind of leap from one side to the other. And I think that's a lot of my story where, you know, I'm a person of faith, Heather. And so, so much of my story is, I hope, a result of just obedience where when God says, go, I go. And sometimes it makes sense. And a lot of time, honestly, it doesn't. And I see that example in scripture where God calls unlikely people to do unlikely things in unlikely places with no resources and no reasoning or explanation. And I may not understand it, but I do want to be a person that obeys. And so, you know, I've had some years where it was just a compounding effect of a book and an amazing team and a coaching group and all these things that seem really logical. And then other years where it's very illogical, where in November of 21, my best year yet at Ramsey after being there 12 years, overnight, God calls me to leave. And, you know, I'm smiling now. Wow. I was not smiling at the time, by the way, (laughs) but, and that was terrifying. And then since then, it's like, you know, God says, go here and God says, go there. And we love to talk about walking by faith, but actually walking by faith is super hard and super scary and, and requires a lot of dependence and trust and daily laying it down. And so I think for me, you know, when you, when I look at like where I am today, 
you know, there's, there's part of you that could go, oh, wow, that looks scattered or it looks like, but it's like, no, I, I know that where I am is where God wants me to be. And if other people get it, that's so great. And if they don't, that's totally okay. Because I just want to go where God wants me to go. And sometimes that makes sense. And sometimes it doesn't. Oh, it makes total sense to me. And when, one day I turned on Instagram and there you are, and you were talking about visions that you had had recently, which I have had visions and you're almost afraid to share that with yeah. people because yes. they go, woo woo. I mean, right. so right. you, you don't want to appear crazy, but you right. know that it's real when it happens, right. you know, that it's real. Right. Could you share some recent visions? Was this your yeah. first time to experience this or when was your first time and what were these visions and how have you acted on these and how do you plan to act? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I just want to hit on something you said right there, because you said something really important and I think it's a good teaching moment for your audience. This is for all of us. You said, you don't want to seem crazy, which is absolutely true. But I think we need to realize that when we're talking about visions or anything in the faith world that we cannot see, by the way, or in the natural world, there's fear. Okay. So there's fear. Now you have a choice of which thing you're going to fear. You can fear looking crazy, which is valid because some people will think you're crazy. You might get mean comments on Instagram. If you share it, you know, this is what we're talking about. Like when you share it, you can fear that because you may look crazy and people may misunderstand. So that's a very real fear. Yeah. But there's another fear. And the other fear is what's lost if you don't share it and who's not blessed if you don't obey and who's not edified because you weren't bold. And so either way, there's a fear involved. I can fear looking crazy and people don't understand, or I can fear missing an opportunity for God to use me in someone's life. And I have chosen over time, and this has taken time, Heather, but I've chosen to switch my fear to being more scared of missing out on blessing someone or God using me to speak to someone. Then I fear being crazy. Either way, there's a fear involved, but I'm like, I'm going to choose this fear. I still fear being crazy, but that's not going to drive my decision. (laughs) Instead, I'm going to fear, oh, what if I miss an opportunity to speak to someone? I'll give you a great example. This is not a vision example, but more of an obedience example. And then I'll give you some visions. The other day, this was a few weeks ago at the time of this recording. So I guess a few months ago, actually. And I was launching my online store. Never done this before, never done retail. There's upfront costs, there's logistics, there's shipping, there's all these stuff. I've already made mistakes and you know had to learn the hard way on some things. But I'm launching the store and this was the day that I'm supposed to post about it on social media. I've got a reel, you know, highlighting all the different shirts and hats and all the things that me and my business manager, like this is the plan, this is the day we're gonna launch it. And I'm getting coffee and I just feel the Lord download to me a word for people. And it was something that I have actually been walking in and, and learning from over the previous two weeks. And I just felt the Lord say to share it. And so I grabbed my phone. I recorded a really quick reel of like, here's the frustrating part. You're in between seasons and you want to let go of the old, but you're not quite taking hold of the new. And you're not sure what to let, to, to let go of. Here's what you need to let go of. You need to let go of your old way of thinking because God is not going to bless you in the promised land with your pity party. And I just kind of go on this rant of what I've been learning spoken to me. He had spoken to me. No amount of money can fix a broke mindset. No amount of um, opportunities can fix an insecure mindset. So I'm, I'm sharing this on, on that reel, that reel, which I posted on the day I was supposed to promote my store, which has actual costs that I need to make money, you know, for, for this upfront cost that reel has been shared at the time of this recording, 600,000 times. Oh, wow. It, is, it has been viewed more than anything I've ever posted in my entire life, including when I was at Ramsey, which is this massive marketing machine with today's show. And yes, all. there's something in obedience. 
And so I think that the Lord has trained me so much in obedience, especially in the last two years, since I've been totally free, where I'm just doing literally at the whim of what he's asked me to do, that I've just learned to fear disobedience more than I fear. Oh, that's Christy. That is so good. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that is so good. Well, and that was, that was really my takeaway from Ramsey where people were like, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? And I said, I quickly got affirmed it so many times that I quickly got to the place where I feared disobedience more than I feared leaving. And I feared leaving a lot. I'm leaving all of my yeah. security, my health insurance, my income, my salary, my work, leaving that there, my friendships, my everything going into nothing, by the way, it's not like, oh, I'm going over here to do this. I, I knew, I did not know mm-hmm. where I was going, but I feared disobedience more than I feared leaving. And, and again, it wasn't this fear of disobedience, fire and brimstone, but it was like this very real reverence for the Lord of my, my father, God, that I know he loves me. And so if he's saying to do this, it is because it's good for me. Does it feel good? Does it look good? Does it seem good? But I know that it must be good if he's called me to do it. And of course, in hindsight, two years later, I couldn't be more grateful that he called me to leave with, with what I'm getting to do now, starting my business. So all that to say is either way, there's a fear involved. There's either the fear of looking crazy and the fear of man. Or there's the fear of disobedience, the fear of missing out on God using the fear of the Lord. And I think we can train ourselves to choose our fear, which fear is going to drive the decision because fears are probably involved. As far as visions, it's been interesting. I, speaking of Ramsey, I feel like things when I left and we see this pattern in scripture again, not to get so in the Bible, but this is just such a theme here. Visions are biblical. And I knew that they are, I knew they were biblical, but I'd never had visions that I could like at least identify that was a vision from the Lord. And so I remember it was in November. So exactly two years ago at the time of this recording, it was in November of 21, God had called me to leave. And I don't know if I told them yet or not. I don't think I had, but I remember I was falling asleep one night and I hadn't gone to sleep yet, but I said, Lord, I've never had visions, but I am so scared right now. And so if you have a vision for me, I want you to give it to me. I want you to give me that vision. And so I had a vision, like I just saw in my mind, me walking through a tunnel and no one else was in the tunnel, but me, my kids were not in the tunnel. My husband was not in the tunnel. It was just me and Jesus. And he was walking with me and the tunnel was, it wasn't super, super long, but it wasn't super short. You couldn't see the end of it. And we're walking and it's very dark and it's very enclosed and it's scary because it's dark Mm -hmm. and you don't know where you're going. And it feels very like, you know, tight quarters. But as we walk through it, the whole time Jesus is with me, and as we walk through it, oh, I feel teary as I say this. As we walk through it, when I get to the other side, it's wide open, like bright white, wide open. And I just knew that when I left, I was going to go through a tunnel. I knew that I was going to go through this testing and wilderness season and difficulty. And I didn't know what it would look like. And I didn't know how long it would be. And honestly, I can't tell you like, I felt precisely when it, here's when it started, here's when it has ended or whatever, but I I feel like I went through that, but that was the first vision. And since then I've gotten so many visions. I mean, I feel like I'm, I get them not, not every week or even every month, but I get them somewhat regularly. And the vision is always, the vision is always so it's so powerful that, you know, it couldn't be your own thoughts. That's the best way I could describe it, where it feels so powerful that it's not yours. And, and it teaches you visions teach you. And if you get a vision and you don't know what it means, you can ask the Lord to, to translate it for you. Like, what does this mean? What are you showing me about this? And he will tell you maybe right then, maybe later, but visions are really powerful. And if you don't have them, pray for them. I I literally prayed and asked God and he began to give them to me. Yeah, that is so relatable to me because the visions that I've had, Jesus has been there with me by my side and I didn't want to leave him. Did you feel that way? Yes. Yeah. 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 And the, the visions will always, 
affirm his word to you. Let me say that. I feel like I feel really compelled to say that right now. The vision will always confirm his word to you. So I had a vision. This is when I was leaving. I had two visions on the same day. And I know, again, you sound crazy. That's fine. I've never shared this vision publicly, but it just came to mind. So I'll share it because it's, I feel like enough time has gone by where I can share it safely. So on the day that I was leaving Ramsey, or I'm sorry, on the day that I was telling them. So I'd never told them. I had requested a meeting, which everyone was like, what is this meeting about? I pulled into the parking lot and I pulled in at 8.15 and I didn't have to be in for staff meeting that day until 8.30. So I had 15 minutes and I sat in the parking lot. And as I'm in the parking spot, I'm facing the building. Now this building represents to me security, relationships, my mm-hmm. life's work. I grew up there. I was in my mid-20s. When I started. Like it represents so much and I'm facing the building the way the parking spot is that I, that I pulled into And as I sat there, this is the second vision I ever had my whole life after the tunnel vision. As I sat there and I just prayed, like praying because I know I'm going in and I'm more scared than I've ever been in my life that I can remember. And I had a vision of a fish tank. And in this fish tank, I just see fish swimming and the Lord begins to speak to me. And he said, Christy, he said, life in the fish tank is safe. Food is provided. Mm -hmm. It's predictable, but you weren't created for the fish tank. You were created for the ocean where yes, it's more dangerous and you have to work for your own food, but you're free. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Like I like, wow. <laughs> as I think about it, it's like, okay, oh. like, like vision confirmed his word to me that I have called you to leave this place that you've grown up, you know, which is good and right and safe at the time. And, yeah. and when it wasn't time, he was like, no, you're created for more than this. And so anyway, but he's given me, he's given me visions. I, I shared one recently about even my son's autism diagnosis. And he gave me a vision around that. Like visions are so, it's like, you will see something in your mind. And the more that you do it, the more you readily, you recognize it where at first you're kind of like, what is that? Is Was that a dream? Was I asleep? But once right. you recognize, it's a muscle that gets strengthened and you identify, oh no, this is a vision from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this is what I love about you too, Christy is in, when you mentioned pulling up in the, in the parking lot and you were afraid and I mean, you could have easily said, no, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to do yeah. this. But no. you were you're not afraid to fail. And that's why no. I really I love that about you, Christy, because so many people stay stuck because they're so afraid to fail. But I'm gonna tell you one reason why I think that you're not afraid. Okay, oh, tell me. I'm so curious. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I know why Christy Wright is not Let's afraid to fail. Let's okay. So I turn on I'm not on Instagram all the time and it sounds like I am, but you pop up. There you are. And I'm like, there's Christy. So you popped up one day and, and I, you know, sometimes you have time to watch reels and videos and sometimes you don't. And this was a moment that I did not have time to sit and watch a video, but you started crying. And I thought, what in the world is going on? Well, you started talking about how frustrated you were not being able to remember people's names Mm -hmm. and that ADHD was, it really had a hold on you at that point. Mm -hmm. And you were having trouble balancing everything. And Christy, I have battled that my entire life, my entire. And so it was, that was another thing that was just so relatable to me. But when I heard that, I went, this makes total sense. Now I understand Christy, not that I study you all the time, but it just made total sense. I went, this is why she is not afraid to fail because the ADHD brain where, you know, when we have ideas, Mm -hmm. we just go ahead and do it. We don't stop Mm -hmm. and think about it and 
you know, talk to other people about it and get other people's opinions, we leap because our mm-hmm. brains don't stop us. There, mm-hmm. Our brains are moving so quickly that other people, their brains say, whoa, don't do this. You know, they're right. out of protection <clears throat> to protect them and keep yeah. them safe. But our brains have already moved past that point mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they don't stop us, which I think is a true gift. It yeah. keeps you from being stuck. So did you not realize before now that you had ADHD? Because I can't imagine how frustrating that would be to have all these issues, which are a gift too, but they're all, they're also challenging and not understand why. Okay. So it's so fascinating. This whole story with ADHD, which I've not been officially diagnosed, but I might as well be because I'm textbook. So here's what's fascinating. I never, it never once crossed my mind that I had ADHD ever. And here's why, because again, at Ramsey, I had entire teams that did everything for me. Now, I don't mean to sound like a diva, like, oh, I don't do that. My job was to be the talent. And so all that I did was what I'm excellent at. Mm -hmm. I coached, I wrote, and I spoke. I'm brilliant at those things. I could do that in my sleep. I have a, I have an unfair advantage at how good I am at those things naturally, but also I've honed my craft for 15 years. So I'm not having to do spreadsheets, details, calendars, expense reports, invoicing. I don't do anything that uses a part of my brain that is difficult for me. I literally only worked in my strengths. So what happened there was all of these structures around me, all of this support around me and the infrastructure of that massive machine and organization, plus having my life planned for me 18 months in advance to the minute, every lunch, I mean, they were so excellent and such planners with that large of an organization that everything was managed. Everything Mm -hmm. was managed for me. Now, I don't mean I didn't speak into it, but I was not having to juggle a bunch of very different tasks. And I wasn't having to use a part of my brain that was difficult for me. So I never knew. I never knew. I'm like, I just, I would go to work Mm -hmm. and do what I was great at. Well, fast forward to November, I, God calls me to leave. And aside from the unbelievable grief of leaving my work family, my actual work, Mm -hmm. my income. My son was diagnosed with autism three months later. We had to let our Mm -hmm. nanny go because obviously we're living on savings at that point. I hadn't started my business. My whole world was literally turned upside down. And not to mention that I have no structure, no schedule. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm now Mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom, which I've never done full-time stay-at-home mom with three kids, with three kids that I now know have ADHD. One has autism. I had ADHD. It was just, it was, it was, it was a zoo, Heather. It was a zoo. So I'm then faced with, there are things going on that have been covered up by the structures and support and help that I've had, which has been wonderful. But if I'm going to function in this new reality, I need to learn these Mm -hmm. things about myself and put this in place. So that fall, my son Conley was diagnosed with ADHD. And then my son Carter, he started to have some stuff going on. We're like, what is that? And then we find out he's ADHD. Well, then I start to look at my mom and I'm like, you are walking, talking billboard for ADHD. I'm like, the missing link is me. (laughs) This may explain why I've struggled to to get my bearings. It explains my creativity, but it also struggles. It explains why I struggle with no schedule, running my own business with all these changes. So it's really been such a learning curve over the last two years of learning this about myself and going, okay, now that I have that information, let me put some structures in place. Let me put some schedules in place, you know, because when you first leave Ramsey, you're like, Whoa, no schedule. I don't have to wear pants on Zooms. Like you're like, this is so great. And then you realize, you know, I need a schedule. 
I need an actual schedule. I need to get out of the house. I need to work in a coffee shop, not here, because I'm going to get distracted by trying to rearrange yes. furniture. <laughs> so it's just, it's just awareness, I think is so powerful. So I'm actually doing a, at the time that this is airing, I'm doing a goal setting webinar tomorrow, a live free goal setting webinar. And one of the things I'm teaching in this webinar, just for context of this conversation is what do you need to be successful? What yes. do you need? Different people need different things. And if you don't know what you need, then you can't give yourself that. So I actually do need a schedule. I need like a deadline. Someone mm -hmm. asked me in one of my speaking course students, she said, I think I have ADHD. A lot of women are getting diagnosed in adulthood because in the eighties and nineties, we didn't look like little boys bouncing off the wall. So it was missed in little girls. So a lot of adult women mm -hmm. are like, oh my gosh, I think that's me. Remembering names, sticky notes everywhere, procrastinator, you know, <laughs> impulsive, all these things, which there's a brilliant side because there's the creativity to it, but there's also yeah. the, that, can be, that can be hard, especially running your own business. So anyway, I've, I've learned that I need this schedule and I need this structure. So I'm asking people, what do you need to be successful? Because now I'm going, you know, this girl, my speaking coach class asks, Hey, I'm a lot like you. And I just don't do anything until I have a deadline. I'm a procrastinator. How can I plan ahead and not have a deadline? I go, you can't, you won't do it till you have, the, you won't do it until the pressure. Right. So I go, I literally write my talks. This is embarrassing to admit, but I'm just going to keep it real. I write my talks for speaking events on the plane to the event. Every, that's I will how, believe that. That's how last minute I am. Yeah. That would make someone else, that would make my husband have a panic attack. <laughs> he wants his like three months in advance if he was doing something that, with that high pressure. I thrive under pressure. I thrive. So why would uh -huh. I try to be anything other than how I'm wired? I actually do great under pressure. I do great with, I have to give myself deadlines. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm working on a new book and I talk to my publisher again. And they're like, well, when do you, when do you want to turn it in? I go, well, you just have to give me a deadline. Cause if you just say turn it in sometime, it's never going to get turned in. <laughs> just tell me, let's make something up together and then I'll hit it. You know? That was so funny because that's my life, Christy. You definitely just laid it out. There's that a lot of us my life. like this. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of us, especially in this podcast right. world, a right. lot. A lot of so how, how are you balancing home life and being an entrepreneur with ADHD, what tools have you put in place? Will you share? I know you're yes. going to offer this course, which is oh, fabulous. Yeah. I love that no, you're no, no. doing that. Absolutely. And this thing tomorrow's not a course. It's just a free webinar to help people kick off oh, their okay. year. But, but what it is, is it, it, it's helping you identify what you need. I'll give you a great example. This morning I had on my calendar, cause I like to make things tactical, like real life examples. I had on my calendar from eight to nine to write some upcoming podcast episodes. My house assistant that works part-time that helps me with the kids and helps me with carpool and all these different things. She comes in around 1030. And so I had about an hour with my daughter, Mary Grace, that I, I had put on my calendar to write. Now that is just stupid, Heather. I cannot <laughs> write when she is home. I cannot write when Mary Grace is home. If I don't have help, she's in here a hundred times a day. Then I'm getting mad at her. I'm getting frustrated at her. I can't think I can't be creative. I can't write my stories or write my content that is setting me up to fail and be a bad bomb to put on my calendar that I'm going to write when Mary Grace is here and I don't have help. That's unrealistic. So again, what do mm -hmm. I need to be successful? I need to plan my writing time, either not here at a coffee shop or only when Kaylee is here. That is, I'm like, Oh, I'm just unrealistic. I'll try to squeeze things. No, no, no. So we're yeah. not doing that. It's like <laughs> every day that I learn something new about myself, I try to really analyze it and go, worked about that or what didn't work about that or why didn't that work or why did that work and then how can we do something different and just make changes to your habits small changes yeah. unimpressive changes that actually set you up for success so I would rather have three hours uninterrupted at a coffee shop 
or three hours here where Kaylee is mm-hmm. here, where then 30 minutes here and there where Mary Grace is, I need a snack. Mm-hmm. I need a snack. I can't focus. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, when we talk about balancing, I think it's understanding what you need to be successful. I need to be, have large blocks of time for my work away from here or away from the kids. I, even with ADHD, I can't, even if they're out there being loud, I can't like, I'm just distracted. And then Mary Grace is crying. And I'm like, does Kaylee need help? It's, you you can't, if, especially for anyone watching, if you think you have a propensity to distraction, maybe not even ADHD, but you just tend to get distracted. Like a lot of creatives do, then you need to literally put on blinders, whether that's at a coffee mm-hmm. shop or go somewhere else, get physically out of your your place of distraction. So for many women, the home is a place of nothing but distraction. Oh, I need to fix those blinds. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I got to take the trash out. Oh, I haven't sent my Christmas. How am I supposed to work here? It's none of them five million distractions screaming at me. I literally have to go somewhere else where I can do nothing but work, drink coffee and work. And so understanding what you need to be successful, being really realistic with yourself, I think is important. Also, this is a tactical thing, but beginning to put things on your calendar that you don't normally put on your calendar, but that absolutely need to happen for you to be successful. So another thing I'm really guilty of, this is just confessional with Heather. Here we go. Confessional. <laughs> I don't eat. I'm really bad about not eating. And it's just because I'm busy and distracted. I don't want to stop yeah. and go the effort of uh, make a turkey sandwich. I, I don't. And so I will go lots and lots and lots of days without eating breakfast or lunch. By the time like four o'clock hits, I'm angry. I've got a headache, my blood sugar, like I'm terrible. I'm, it's awful. Why would I do that to myself? I have food right there, right there. <laughs> it's because I don't put it on my calendar. And so I know that sounds silly, but I will, because I'll think to myself, oh, I'll go get one more thing done. Or, oh, I've got to, you know, I have to put it on my calendar. So before I went live for this interview, I had a bagel because I hadn't had anything yet this morning. And then I'm going to have lunch afterwards. I put it on your calendar because if not, it won't happen. And a lot of times the, those as simple and unimpressive as those steps are as, as like obvious as they are, we don't mm-hmm. do them. And then we don't eat. True. And then we try to multitask when our kids are home, we're screaming at our kids. We're not getting our writing. done. <laughs> These are fixable problems. If we would be very brutally honest with ourselves about what we need to be mm-hmm. successful, like food and yeah. quiet space to write. It's not rocket science. It's just, we don't do it. And so I really want to help people have a good look in the mirror and go, what do you need to be successful and what is realistic in your life? And how can we put these structures in place so that you can actually achieve your goals? Because Craig Rochelle has a great quote on this. He says, you do not achieve your goals based on your goals that you set. You achieve them based on your systems. You will rise or fall mm-hmm. to your systems. You will, you, you have a system for eating or not eating. You have a system for writing. Yeah. It may suck. You may hit snooze 50 <laughs> times in the morning, but that's your system. You have a system for getting up. Your system sucks, but you have one. So we all have systems. And so we need to change our systems if we want to change the results. And so I want to help people have bet a better look in the mirror to know what systems do I need so that then we can achieve our goals. Because the goals, doesn't matter what goals you write on a sticky note or a vision board, yeah. you the system to achieve it, you're not going to. Yeah, I love that you're offering this. And so what else do you have planned? You serve women so well. I feel like you're serving men now too. Do you, yeah, are you, yeah. Yes. I feel like they've you always are. been you there. I've just, I've just not really spoken to them now. I'm just <laughs> not excluding them, I guess. <laughs> they just show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what are your plans for the future? Well, I'm super, thank you for asking. I'm super excited because I'm getting back into business this year. What I mean by that is business coaching. And so, yeah. you know, I had the business boutique brand with Ramsey and that all stayed with Ramsey and got retired, which was very sad. 
goodbye business boutique. But now after a little break with being home with my kids and dealing with, you know, these different diagnoses and having a season of rest and building my own business. Now I'm really excited to get back into coaching and training and encouraging people in business. Cause I think that's something I'm really uniquely gifted to do. I have a, mm-hmm. I have a style where I take complex, overwhelming concepts and make them really simple cookies on the bottom shelf. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, lunch, like just really simple <laughs> tactical things that actually help people build their business. And so I've started a new business podcast, business bootcamp with Christy, Wright. And so it's just fun to get back into business from the podcasting side. I've got, you know, courses I launched last fall, but I'll have more courses coming out this year, but just continuing to help people in speaking, presenting, but also helping them in their building in their business. Cause that's what they've been asking for. And I just needed a little break, but now we're back to it. Now we're back to business. Yay. That's fantastic. I'm excited for you. That's fantastic. You. you have had so much growth since you left Ramsey in what area have mm. you grown the most? Okay. This is a great question, by the way, I went through, I, I will start with an example and a story. Cause I feel like it's something the Lord told me. This was probably a year after leaving Ramsey. I felt like that when I needed something, needed an answer, a solution, a paycheck, a provision, anything, a, a, a decision, I never had it till the very last minute. And I'm not talking about the ADHD procrastinating, like where I put this mm-hmm. on myself. I mean, like I would pray about it, plan on it, work on it, write on it, try all the things. And I just, I just didn't have it until the very, very last minute. And then always at the very last minute, God would come through. The door would be opened. A phone call would happen. The check would come in, an opportunity would come in, the decision, the direction, the clarity, the vision, the like, this is, this is a definitive yes or no, but it was always last minute. And it was really unnerving to me, you know, because I'm type Mm -hmm. A, I'm a go-getter. I am a planner. I'm a control freak. I'm an Enneagram eight challenger. And I come from Ramsey, which again, they are excellent at planning, budgeting, excellence at everything, Mm -hmm. like planning way ahead and we, you know, managing things down to the detail. And so one day I was driving in my car. I can remember as clear as day. I was driving down Cloverland road over here in Brentwood and I was just frustrated in my car. I can't remember what it was. I was so frustrated. And I think I'd actually just gotten an answer, but it was so last minute. And I was like, Lord, Mm -hmm. I was like, what is going on? I was like, you just, you're giving me what I need, but you're giving it to me. So last minute, like it's making me a nervous wreck. What is going on? And he said, so clear, Heather, he spoke to me, he said, you know how to plan. You have 12 years of training and planning. I don't need to teach you how to plan. You know how to plan. You need to learn to walk by faith. Wow. You need to learn to walk by faith. So when you say, and that was probably, you know, a year and a half ago, when you say, Christy, what have you grown the most in? Walking by faith, Heather. But let me tell you, it's still hard. I'd love to say, oh, Mm -hmm. it's so easy. I have no idea how my life's going to turn out. I'm great with it. (laughs) No, I'm not. It's it's excruciating. It's excruciating. And, you know, this morning, even just being really super transparent this morning, I woke up and I woke up at like 4.55 and I just felt this, like, this is going to sound all weird, but that's fine. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. It felt like there was this spirit over me or a shadow over me of fear, specifically Mm -hmm. fear about money. And it was like, we're in, in my money. Like I'm fine. Like I'm fine. So I don't even know where it's coming from, but it's this irrational, like worry about three months from now and worry about bills three months from now. Like it was this spirit. It felt like an assault from the outside. It did not yeah. feel like it was from me. It wasn't like, oh, I got a bill and I stressed about it. Like that would be a logical response. Mm-hmm. To something you're, it, there was nothing. I woke up and it was like this oppressive fear. Yeah. So I came downstairs to have my quiet time and my devotional for the day, of course, just spoke directly to me. God is faithful. And, you know, they use an example of checkbook, like it's God's checkbook and like all this stuff where it's like the Lord speaks yeah. really to you. But as I sat there, I just really felt the Lord impress upon me to go read about the manna in Exodus. 
So I open up Exodus and I read about the manna and I, I believe it's verse four that says, after the Lord has given the instructions to Moses and tell them, gather what they need for each day, nothing more. But manna rained from heaven. So the, the impression is that there was an excess each day where they could have gathered more, but he instructed them, do not gather more than you need for each day. For each day, you will have, you'll have manna except for the sixth day you gather for Sabbath. And it said in verse four, in this way, he tested them. Hmm. He tested them to see if they would walk by faith. He tested them to see if they would follow, if they would obey, if they would follow his instructions of I'm giving you enough for today, but I will also, you, you're trusting I'm going to give you tomorrow's. And I read that and I was just like, yeah. man, that feels so accurate to this last two years where I have things I could do to create more margin, more security for myself. And the Lord has said no to keep me in this place of like feeling a little squeezed, feeling more uncomfortable than I want to be, honestly. And I looked over the corner of my eye and our Christmas trees over in the corner and there's three wrapped presents under it. And there are three advent calendars for my kids that will open up on the 30th of, or at the time of this recording on the 30th of November for December 1st through 24th. And there are three different advent calendars with little like things in there, you know, for the kids. And he was like, look at the advent calendars. And I looked and he goes, why don't you want them to open all the boxes on one day? And I said, cause I want to, I want them to enjoy it. I want them to enjoy it every day. Yeah. And I want, I want to enjoy watching them open every day. He said, yeah, I want to enjoy you trusting me every day when I provide for you. Oh, wow. Christy. Yeah. Wow. So when you talk about the walking by faith, that was Mm -hmm. something I struggled with just this morning. It's an everyday thing. I would love to tell you I'm on the other side. I've arrived. It's so easy. Walking by faith is hard. It goes against our flesh nature of controlling it goes against the original sin in the garden of of distrusting god taking matters into our own hands we're going to wrestle against this every day of our lives probably and some sometimes it might be easier than others but i just want to if i've grown in anything i've grown in walking my faith and it's still hard it's still hard we we yeah. want we want we always want to control things ourselves and provide our own security and god says i love you too much to let you depend on you for your security because you will fail you, but I will never fail you. But you've got to learn to walk by faith, which means not knowing the next step when you take a step, not knowing where tomorrow's manna is going to come from when I give you today's manna and you just every single day, you're walking by faith and trusting that I'm going to provide for you. And it is hard. And it's also what we were created for. Yeah. It's so funny, Christy, because I had lunch with some friends the other day and I said, you know, the Bible tells us there will always be trials and tribulations, but yet when things happen, I'm always still surprised. Are you that way? (laughs) Did I do something wrong? Are you mad at me? Always, always. We all do that. Oh, I know. Christy, I could talk to you all day. This has been so much fun, but before we go, I want to ask you one more question. So there are BFFs who are listening right now and they have been hearing these God whispers. I have a friend named Leah Key and she calls Mm -hmm. them God whispers, but they're too afraid to act on them. So what would you like to say to these ladies who feel stuck Mm-hmm. but they also hear these whispers. What would you like to say to encourage them? Two things of it. You don't have to feel confident to take a step. You can be scared and still do it. I was scared out of my mind. I wish you could see how scared I was leaving Ramsey. That's an extreme example, but I'm even scared sometimes when I go on Instagram and say something, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say or not. You can feel that fear and still do it. So don't let your feelings of fear disqualify you to, Oh, well, I'm scared. I must not should do it. No, no, no. 
none of us, I did a podcast episode on this a long time ago, but on my get your hopes up podcast, none of us ever get to hundred percent in the faith life. It's faith. You are talking about a God. You can't see like, it's never hundred percent. Sometimes I get to 70 or 80%. I was probably 90% sure I was supposed to leave Ramsey, but you're always like 10% going, did I like connect dots that aren't connected? Right. Sometimes Heather, I'm 51%. I'm like barely tilting towards, I think I should do this. I'm not sure. So you don't have to feel hundred percent confident or even 70% confident to take a step. If you're feeling a whisper or a nudge or a sense, here's what I would say. Follow it. Take a step Mm -hmm. of faith speak something, act on it. It's actually your actions that unlock the further confirmation. It says that in, I can't remember which book of the Bible is, but it says, and he took action signs following. We want signs to act. And God goes, oh no, you go first act. And then I will give you signs on the back end that what you did was correct. So you're actually not getting the confirmation you're looking for because you won't act. It's your actions that unlock the confirmations, the blessing, the Mm -hmm. further whispers that you're asking God for. You're asking him for more whispers. He's like, you haven't acted on the ones I gave you. Why would I give you more? So acting on it. And it doesn't have to be an impressive action. It doesn't have to be a Jerry Maguire, leave your job action. It could literally be just telling your friend, saying it out loud. God tells you to send a text and you send the text. Low risk, but you've taken an action. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is God is so patient with us. He's not, he is not going to ask you to do something life altering when you've never obeyed in sending the text, he's going to build you up and strengthen in that muscle. He's going to give you training wheels where I think it has been years of God asking me to do small acts of obedience that he knew if he asked me to walk out of my job, I would do it. And, and I believe that, you know, they're not all big, not all small, but I think that God knows what we can handle when we can handle it. And so if he's asking you to do something, he's expecting, he's trusting you to do it. And he's going to, he's going to, keep bothering you about it. So you might as well do it because the Holy Spirit is persistent. But I think there's a lot of blessing and a lot of more confirmations, more directions on the other side of your obedience. And what is keeping you from it is your lack of taking a step, but delayed, I can't remember who said this, delayed obedience is disobedience. Yeah. Delayed obedience, not obe- that's disobedience. Mm-hmm. You actually are taking an action. Not doing something is an action. You're just choosing mm-hmm. your way and your fear or fear of man over God's instruction to you. And you're putting it under the banner of, I'm not sure it's you. And he's like, no, you know what I said. You know what I said. Yeah. So go do it. Go do it. That is so true. So how can we follow you, get in touch with you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Christy B. Wright. And then online, christywright.com. And if you want, it's not too late to sign up. If you're listening to this live or the first day it's released, it's not too late to sign up for my free webinar, Five Goals You Need to Be Successful This Year, which is just a free goal setting session where we'll talk about your business and your life and that you can join at christywright.com as well. Fantastic. That webinar sounds wonderful. Thank you, Christy. And thank you so much for your time today. I have loved every second of this. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Let's do it again. Yes. Thanks again for joining me today. This has been so great this time with Christy. It was amazing. I just loved hearing what she had to say. My heart is so full. I hope that yours is as well. If you haven't already, please go to iTunes, leave a review, tap those five stars. If you want to write something sweet, it makes me so happy. 
and share this with a friend. Remember, sharing is caring. If you have a friend, your mom, your sister, who you think would benefit from this episode, please pass it along. I love you. I mean it. Jesus loves you even more. I can't wait to be with you again next time. See you soon.